Hey everybody, this is Sean McVeigh and welcome to the Vet Med Mind. What is the Vet Med Mind? It's a podcast that we're doing here at Veterinary Growth Partners, celebrating success stories in veterinary medicine. I'm joined by Rachel Tashberg. You've certainly heard her speak or lecture at some of our conferences. So together and with other guests, we're going to explore in veterinary medicine, both current, past, and maybe even future uh, success stories. All right. Hi, everyone. I am so excited to be joined today by Emily Anhalt. She's the co-founder and chief clinical officer of COA, which is the gym for mental health. And I am so stoked to have you here because everything about that gets me super jazzed and excited. So welcome to the podcast. So good to have you here. It's such an honor to be here. Thanks for having me. Of course. Now, I know COA might be something new for a lot of the people listening. So I first just want to get started with having you kind of explain to everyone, what is COA? Absolutely. So COA is a gym for mental health. It is a new proactive approach to building our emotional fitness. We are working to make mental health as modern and accessible and proactive and community-oriented as physical fitness is. And we do this through these therapist-led emotional fitness classes where you can work on what we call the seven traits of emotional fitness. And the seven traits of emotional fitness are based on research that I did years ago about what makes someone emotionally healthy. What should we be working on every day to put ourselves in the best position to have good emotional health now and also to prevent emotional health struggles later. So in our classes, you're going to learn how to work on things like self-awareness, empathy, mindfulness, curiosity, playfulness, resilience, and communication. That is amazing. I, I love that so much. And tell me about where did this idea come from? You said you had done some research before. So how did this all come to be? So my co-founder, Alexa Meyer, really is the brain, the co is the brain child of Alexa's. She was walking around San Francisco years ago and seeing all of these options for physical health care, things like Barry's Food Camp and 24-Hour Fitness and Equinox and One Medical and all of these things that were signaling that working on your physical health is an important thing to do. But there was no equivalent for mental health. And she had noticed that the process for finding a therapist and being in therapy was really stigmatized and not super accessible. Meanwhile, I was working on my own version of this where I was doing this research and trying to help entrepreneurs and overachievers and people in business think about how important it is to work on their mental health because our minds are the tools that we use to get work done. And so it's really important that we invest in them. If we were physical workers, we would know how important it was to take care of our body. Well, a lot of us are intellectual workers. And so taking care of our mind and our emotions in general, business is just a series of relationships. So learning to have the healthiest possible relationships is going to be so important for anyone doing any kind of work. And I've been really lucky to work with the veterinarian community a lot and to see that there are a lot of unique mental health struggles that are faced in that community. And that because veterinarians are on the front lines of supporting people, supporting animals, they have a lot of burden that they have to find a way to work through in a healthy and productive way. And so it's so important that they have the support that they need for best possible mental health. I couldn't agree with you more. And we really have been in a crisis, the veterinary industry for quite some time. And I think it's really 
kind of come to a head and has been exacerbated by the last couple of years where people were just truly pushed to the limits and everyone was. Um, but you know, with the influx of required care and the needs of our clientele and the lack of staffing and the struggles around that. And of course, things like closures and sickness and all that sort of stuff has just weighed so much on our teams. And what I just love so much about your program, and I was lucky enough to be a part of it. I took your emotional fitness for leadership course. And I I loved it so much because of these emotional push-ups. So can you tell us a little bit more about that? Because that's really just like such a beautiful way to integrate it into your life easily. Absolutely. So if you think about what an actual regular push-up is, it's essentially a small physical exertion that puts you a little out of your comfort zone. And if you just do one, it's not going to do a lot for you. But when you do many of them, you get stronger. And then you can do things now like carry your groceries or pick up your kids, but it also prevents physical health issues later. So an emotional push-up is any small emotional exertion that puts you a little out of your comfort zone so you can grow. And what's a little out of one person's comfort zone might be way out of another person's. So it's all about figuring out what your personal emotional workout routine should be. So some of the examples of emotional push-ups are like, if you're someone who tends to say yes to everything that's asked of you, and then you end up feeling overwhelmed and resentful, an emotional push-up for you might be just saying a kind but firm no to one small thing today. Whereas if you're a person who tends to focus more on yourself, an emotional push-up might be to offer someone else some help with a small task. Other emotional push-up examples are like apologizing for a mistake, asking for feedback, meditating for five minutes in the morning, celebrating a win, pausing before you pour yourself a drink to ask what you might be trying to avoid feeling, or putting your phone away after 10 p.m. to be really present with how you feel. And so in our classes, we have come up with all of these little exercises that can help people strengthen their mental health in this proactive way. And what I think makes our classes really unique is they all combine this perspective-shifting insight with an action-oriented framework. So in every class, you're going to learn how to think about something differently, but then we're also going to help, help you understand, what do I do with this new perspective? How do I actually take action on this moving forward? And so we've heard that people who take these classes feel better equipped to deal with conflict, to communicate their emotions, to be more empathetic with other people, to be more resilient when they're faced with difficult times. And by the way, I can say the veterinary industry, I think, is really indicative of what a lot of industries are facing, which is we've all just been absolutely pushed to the brink. And so it's more important than ever that we're prioritizing this kind of practice. Absolutely. Yeah. When I took your classes, what I really appreciated was those actionable items. You know, it's one thing to go and sit and listen to somebody for a while, but I actually found, you know, through my experience and through that community setting, which I definitely want you to talk more about, I, one, learned from others, and it was so wonderful to hear experiences outside of the industry and hear from new people and gain perspective that way. Um, I think it's always really wonderful for opportunities where you realize that you're not alone. And so some of the things, you know, when we share examples of whatever the situation was or whatever specific thing we were working on, I think we could all really relate to each other. And so maybe I wasn't working on that specific issue. That wasn't what I brought to the table today, but it's something maybe I've gone through or could also still benefit from hearing that person out and hearing their train of thought. And 
I just love that so much and uh, felt a lot of confidence after each class that I could really like, I felt motivated. I felt prepared. I felt ready to actually put it into action. And I, I really can say honestly that I did every week and it felt really good. And some things I didn't realize were weighing on me as much as they were until I had an opportunity to solve them. And then I was like, that was easy. Like, what was I holding? You know what I mean? I just like, I needed that time to think about it, to think it through, to realize the reservations and then feel confident enough to do something about it. And so it was, it was really amazing. I I truly enjoyed it so much. So I do want you to speak to that community component and what that's like. So if somebody signs up for COA, how can they interact with you guys and that community? I love everything that you shared. I'm so glad that it landed that way. That's exactly what we were going for. And in terms of the community aspect, what you spoke to is exactly it. Sometimes we have more to learn from each other than any instructor. And something we say at COA is emotional fitness is an individual journey, but a communal pursuit. Meaning if you think about going to the gym, no one can lift your weights for you. You have to do that yourself. You have to do the work. But it is a heck of a lot easier to lift weights when there are other people around who are also lifting weights who can spot you and cheer you on and who can show you how far you've come or where you're going. And so that's what we've created at COA is we know every person's going to have to show up and do their own work, but you're going to do it alongside people who get it and who are doing similar work and who have ideas of things that have worked for them or who can just give you support or just keep you company when there isn't an easy solution. And the truth is, the real mechanism of change in any kind of mental health practice is relationships. Like the power of therapy is the relationship you have with your therapist. And I think what really moves the needle in these classes is you form relationships with other people who reflect yourself back to you and who make you feel safe to be vulnerable and to lean toward growth that might not have felt safe to do before. So it's really wonderful to see that that's how it felt for you. And I can imagine the VGB community you know, has such a shared experience. You're all in the same industry, really get how tough it is, but it's not always clear where to talk about those things or how to. And so this is a safe place held safe by a therapist who can make sure people are sharing enough that they feel connection and vulnerability, but not so much that they wake up emotional hangover and together everyone gets stronger and more mentally healthy. Yeah. It was a beautiful combination of, you know, tough conversations and thoughtful work while also bringing some levity to it. You know, every class felt light and fun, um, and very easy, um, to feel just comfortable, which is great and not an easy thing to do. So, uh, I think what you guys have is really very special. Now I want to kind of explain to everybody how it, how it goes. So what is it? What does the platform look like? Is it all online? Do you guys have an app that people can access? Yeah. So what will happen is everyone will have access to an app that allows them to join classes. And what's really special about our classes is that they're all live and experiential. You are in an actual Zoom room with other people, with a therapist. You're in breakout rooms. You're in the chat. You're taking polls. It's all really engaging. We believe that just being talked at for 60 minutes is not as helpful as actually practicing the things that you're learning. So you're going to have access to these classes that are happening at all different times on all kinds of different topics. Those seven traits that I mentioned as they're applied to everything from leadership to romantic relationships, to friendships, to how to be a better ally, to how to work through conflict, all kinds of things. And then we also have on-demand content because sometimes you're not in the position to jump into a live class. So we also have 
content you can do anywhere at any time, things like a daily emotional push-up where an activity will be sent to you every day and you would do it in that day and it would be right into the app. There'll be an ongoing record of every exercise that you've done so that you can look back on how far you've come and you can do exercises again. And then you'll also have access to things like our on-demand video library. So we do these classes called Q&As, which is where people get to anonymously ask questions about a particular topic. And then one of our therapist facilitator answers those questions. And it's topics like burnout, imposter syndrome, anxiety, building psychological safety, things like that. And so you can join those classes live, but you also can search by topic for every class we've done. So you can say, show me all the video clips about anxiety, and it'll pull up all the clips of therapists answering questions about anxiety on all different topics. So that will be accessible as well. And for uh, for the VGB community, you also are going to see colleagues in these classes and be able to connect with them. So that's the community aspect as well. It's just being able to have a touch point with people who get it and who understand what you're going through and you can get stronger together. That's awesome. I, I just think it's so great. And really what we're encouraging is for practices to sign up their whole teams, right? You will be able to access, access all that COA has to offer individually. Um, which is great. And you can see whoever's on there at the same time as you, and, and maybe they're other core users, maybe in the vet industry, maybe they're not. But ultimately, having your whole team invest their time and some space to work on this sort of stuff together will still be even a community building opportunity within the practice that we're all sort of committing to this. Um, I think it's a huge benefit for the teams. You know, we always talk about how we can differentiate ourselves from other play. You know, people have tons of options of where to work right now. And wellness is such a huge part of what we're all trying to change and bring to the priority list of how we can help our teams. You know, we all say that we want to help them. And this is kind of an easy button to give your team the tools to do it. Yeah, we've seen that teams who go through this together talk about having this shared language of how to talk about their emotional fitness in a way that feels appropriate for the workplace, but still vulnerable because who we are anywhere is who we are everywhere. We are built bringing our emotional selves to work, whether we like it or not. And so to have a language that you can speak to your colleagues about these things is really powerful. We've also seen that colleagues who do this together work through conflict together better. They're able to express their needs in a healthier way. And we have all of these actionable tools for how to step closer to your colleagues as humans while still maintaining the appropriate boundaries, which I think is what's tough at work. You know, there's so much going on in the world. It can be hard to know, like, how do I ask for support without asking my manager to be my therapist, for example? And that's what we're really practicing in these classes is how to show up as vulnerable humans and also maintain a sense of, you know, boundaried collegial energy. Yeah. And I went through that emotionally fit leadership course with Julia, who's the director of coaching operations. And so her and I, you know, that was one of the courses that was a live scheduled course. We did it for six weeks and I agree. I, I love doing it with her. It was a unique opportunity to get vulnerable in a new way. And her and I already have a great relationship, but it was kind of nice that both of us were students together in a way. And we were learning this new sort of strategy and taking, taking some things that we've heard before and other sort of concepts and putting them into new, unique challenges that we were facing at work 
Um, so it, it was a really cool experience for us to go through it together. I think at first I was a little like, is this going to be okay? Like, you know, is this too personal? Is it not? But it was beautiful. We had a great time and we, we had, we, we just had a lot of fun, especially in that levity class. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's really a choose your own adventure yeah. style. You know, you're not going to be asked to unpack your deepest traumas. The classes are not therapy. They're taught by therapists because we believe that's what keeps the space really safe and effective, but you're exploring in a more proactive way. And I'm curious if I can turn things around on you, Rachel, what would you say was something that you and Julia got to experience through these classes that felt especially useful or applicable? Like what did you come out of that you didn't go in with? Well, I think that there was definitely a unique way of approaching some problems. And one of the main things that has really stuck with me that I actually use a lot is the, are the three J's as the self-awareness capacity. And that's something that I really do refer to a lot. Yeah. And so, you know, for everyone listening, actually, Emily, do you want to explain that one? With that yeah. yeah. Okay. Go sure. ahead. I mean, I can give a quick explanation, but yeah. essentially at three J's is this wonderful framework for self-awareness where we examine how the things that frustrate us about other people might give us an opportunity to learn something about ourselves. So if I'm annoyed with a colleague because they seem, let's say they're really attention seeking and that's bothering me, I can go through this framework of the three J's, which is join, jealous, or jump. Join means this annoys me because I know deep down I'm this way. So maybe this attention-seeking behavior bothers me because I'm also attention-seeking and I don't like that about myself. Jump means, or I'm sorry, um, jealous means maybe there's something that I feel a little envious of, some resource this person has. So maybe I wish I could step into the spotlight a little more, but I'm not comfortable with that. And that's why the attention-seeking behavior bothers me. And then jump means maybe this reminds me of some other part of my life that is tough. And that's why I'm quicker to be frustrated with it. So maybe I grew up with a sibling who was really attention seeking and I didn't feel like I got what I needed. So when I see that in other people, I'm really quick to frustration. And so the goal is just as you run yourself through this framework, you might have this opportunity to think, huh, how much of this is the other person's issue and how much of it might be something I can own up to. And does that dissipate the frustration a little bit? I use this framework all the time too, by the way, I find it really useful. And the whole idea is just to put tools into place in your everyday life to learn more about yourself and to move toward more authentic version of yourself and a more meaningful version of your life. Absolutely. And I think what I loved about doing the course with Julia specifically was that, you know, Julia has been my, my boss since I started, you know, and she's somebody who I look up to so much. And like I said, we have a really open, transparent relationship, but I think that working through some of the situations through that group setting, and again, you know, it wasn't about sharing deep details or whatever. I think it was just really nice to sort of uh, kind of work with her in this new way. And here are some of the struggles that maybe she has that doesn't come up in our leadership team meetings or things like that. And um, I don't know, I think it just strengthened our relationship through this sharing process and seeing each other sort of in this new way. And, you know, she's somebody who I consider a friend already. And so it was just a beautiful bonding experience. So I just thought that it was nice. Um, it was just nice to experience it together and to grow together. So uh, I can only imagine what that's like times, you know, 10 people in your practice, <laughs> you know, and what that could really feel like when you have a team that's committed to this sort of work and growth. I love that you said grow together 
there because COA, the name of our company, is actually short for coalesce. And the Latin, the Latin meaning of coalesce is growing together. That's exactly what we're trying to facilitate is you're growing yourself alongside other people. And you're also growing yourself with other people. You're deepening your relationships. So I love that that's how it felt. Look at that. (laughs) Now, I'm just curious to ask, what do you think the future looks like for COA? You know, you guys are already doing so much now. What's the big vision? Well, the big vision is that five or 10 years from now, saying that you're working on your emotional fitness is as unremarkable as saying that you're going for a run. We're really trying to lower the stigma and increase access such that it just feels like table stakes. Just of course, we're all working on our mental health in this way. So that's what we're really trying to do. In terms of what this partnership looks like, I have to say we're so excited to be partnering with BGP to provide access to thousands of vet practice owners and all of their employees to this proactive mental health resource. And what I think it will do in the industry based on my work with the veterinary community is make you feel like you're helping you to feel like you're not alone in shouldering the burden of moving through life in this really complicated way. You, you are already doing a lot of work to support other people. This is a way to support yourself, but not have to do it by yourself. And so we're so excited to, to make that possible and accessible and, and to hear how it feels. We are so excited after, especially our experience working with you guys and going through it and finding out that you guys were going to be our partner. Everyone on the team was just so excited and we can't wait to see what kind of impact this will have on our community and our practices. And I, I just, I hope everybody takes advantage of it because it's just such a beautiful program. It's so easy to use and it just proves that a little bit can really go a long way. And uh, I just think everyone's going to just eat it up. It's going to be amazing. Oh, thank you so much. And the feeling is mutual. We have so enjoyed working with the VGB community. That's part of what's been so amazing is, you know, I think that uh, the way that we approach things seems to resonate with people who already understand the importance of learning, for example. And I know that it takes a lot of learning to get to a position that so many VGP members are. And so we're really excited to roll this out and, and just great talking to you. I mean, I just feel energized just hearing how the experience affected you. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. And that's why I, we were just all bursting with joy. Because <laughs> it, it's just, you know, thinking about what my life was like in practice and having a lifeline, having support and being able to, especially I think asking those anonymous questions could be a game changer for a lot of people. So I just can't wait to see it explode. Really. I think that, I think it's going to be great. So Cannot wait to get everybody signed up and working with you guys. It's going to be an amazing partnership. And Emily, thank you so much for being on the podcast and for sharing all this amazing stuff with us. And I know this won't be the last time we chat. So uh, until next time, thank, <laughs> thank you for so being much here. for having me. The pleasure was all mine. Thank you, everybody. And uh, by the way, if you know somebody that in your life is a success story in veterinary medicine, and I really mean this, it could be a kennel worker, it could be the person who cleans your hospital, Uh, it it can be the best client that comes through the door who's an animal advocate, Uh, a success story in your neighborhood. Uh, Those are the kind of stories that we're looking for. And so I don't think we're going to have any shortage uh, of uh, candidates, but um, always interested to hear what 
you think of when we say who's a success in your life. What's going on in their vet med mind? 